If you have your Bibles, uh, your pew Bibles as well, we're going to read now tonight's passage, which is from Mark chapter 4, verses 21 to 25. Mark 4, 21 and 25. Let me read. And he said to them, Is a lamp brought in to be put under a basket or under a bed and not in a stand? For nothing is hidden except to be made manifest, nor is anything secret except to come to light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. And he said to them, Pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and still more will be added to you. For to the one who has, more will be given. And from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. Good news. We like hearing good news. When we hear it, it's there to be told and shared with people. We don't, we don't like hiding good news or keeping it a secret. We want it to come to the open, to come to the light. But there is a time for good news. There is a time for things to be revealed and to be made known. If you get a new job, you probably don't tell people until you are 100% sure that you got the job. Uh, If you're engaged, you probably don't tell people until your closest family and friends know first, particularly your mum. If your mum doesn't know, you're in big trouble. If you're having a baby, you might not tell people until the end of the first trimester. And if you're getting a new pastor, you probably don't tell anyone until his current church finds out first. We know that from experience. Uh, I remember when I was in school playing junior cricket, the time when I made my first major representative cricket team. I did not tell my classmates till I exactly knew. And then when I found out, and they found out, I was so chuffed. You see, for us as Christians, we're so privileged that we have been able to receive the greatest news that we can ever hear. We're blessed that God has revealed and made known to us the mystery of the kingdom. The kingdom of God that was kept hidden for so long has now been revealed to us in Jesus. And what is so amazing is that for those who have responded, they will be rewarded with more. What they've received from hearing is only a tiny amount of how much more they will receive. As you look at Mark 4, 25 to 25 tonight, we'll see that the kingdom of God has been revealed to those who have heard and responded to the gospel message, for they are rewarded. Tonight, uh, there are three things that I will focus on from our passage. One, the revealed kingdom. Two, the response to the kingdom. And three, the reward of the kingdom. So as you look at the revealed kingdom, uh, let me read verses 21 to 22 again. And if you have your pew Bibles, let's look at that. It says, He said to them, Do you bring in a lamp to put it under a bowl or a bed? Instead, don't you put it on its stand? 
For whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed, and whatever is concealed is meant to be brought out into the open. After the parable of the soils, which is just before this parable, and Jesus explains to us that only good soil produces good fruit, Jesus now asks us, asks the people here, three hypothetical questions that have a, a no, no, yes response. Do you put a lamp under a basket? No. How can it shine when that happens? Do you put a lamp under a bed? No. The room won't be lit up if you do that. Do you put a lamp on a stand? Yes. That's where a lamp should go. It should be put in the most prominent place for its light to shine brightest. What is Jesus saying about the lamp? What's, what's the significance of this lamp? What, what is it representing? It's representing Jesus. He is a lamp. He is the true light that gives light to the world. He has now come into the world and He cannot be hidden. He won't be hidden. In fact, He will be revealed for all to see. Why can't Jesus be hidden? Because as verse 22 says, whatever is hidden is only hidden to be made manifest. Now the word here for manifest, that means revealed or to make clear. And what has been made clear? It's the mystery of the kingdom. We heard it read to us tonight from Ingrid. The mystery of the kingdom. The kingdom as revealed in Jesus as God's hidden plan for salvation. See, Jesus... He is the lampstand that has been put on display for all to see. And as Ephesians 3 reminds us, this mystery has been revealed through the life, death and resurrection of Jesus. See, what, what we all once couldn't see, what once was hidden, is now revealed in Jesus. How amazing is that? Think about, think about what God said about the one who would crush the serpent's head and whose heel would be bruised, it is now revealed in Jesus. Think about the plan of salvation that was promised to Abraham, the promised seed who would bring descendants as numerable as the stars in the sky. It is now revealed to us in Jesus. Or, or what about the one who the prophet Isaiah said would be pierced for our transgressions. It is now revealed to us in Jesus. If you, if you want to know the mystery of the kingdom, if you want to see the light, if you want to know the secret mystery of God's plan for us, you can only know it if you know Jesus. It's all about Jesus. That's why many churches have as their vision statement to know Jesus Christ and make him known. We have it right here, written on this wall there on the, on the glass. You see, from the first book of the Bible to the last book of the Bible, it's all about Jesus. We, we cannot know God unless we know His Son. And this is why we need to know Him more. Because He is the light. He is the revealed mystery. He is God revealed to us in the flesh. See, for those who are hearing Jesus tell them this parable, for those who are witnessing Jesus' miracles in his life, they won't see Jesus clearly 
until he has died on the cross and risen from the dead. And it's, it's only once this happens that the mystery that was concealed in the Old Testament is clearly revealed for all to see. Fortunately, though, for those in our world today, there are many people who don't want this mystery to be revealed. In fact, they want people to not know the revealed mystery. Take, for example, the census that we had this year, a few months ago, uh, back. Uh, it caused a stir amongst many atheists. Uh, why? Because for those who identified as Christians, uh, this had decreased. And for many atheists, they were over the moon. They thought, yes, maybe this could be the decline of Christianity. But, but how silly, how silly to think like this. You see, you cannot hide the light that God reveals. Many, many people have tried over the centuries and failed to wipe out Jesus and Christianity. And what has happened to the light? It's only shone brighter. No, no, no person, no people, no movement can ever stop the light of Jesus from shining. It has been revealed for everyone to see. What was once hidden is now revealed for the whole world to see. And for you and I, we too should reveal this light. We too should shine it. Why? Because God lives in His people. God lives in His people. The same Holy Spirit that is of the triune God lives in us and is shining brightly in us because Jesus imparts His Spirit to His people. Jesus, He doesn't want you to hide your light. You are to let your light shine. Let your light shine for all those around you to see. And let it shine wondrously and beautifully, because you are not the light, but Jesus is shining in you. So, maybe this week you'll be at work. I hope that that you won't hide Jesus, that you won't hide your light. Let people all around you know that, that you belong to Him, that you are His. Let people know the gospel of Jesus. Maybe, maybe this week you're at uni. Uh, let your light shine. Uni is a dark place. And many people, they don't want to know Jesus at uni. But that is where your light can shine brightest. Amongst your friends, in the classroom, let the light of Christ shine in you so that it is on full display for all to see. Maybe today or maybe next week or the week after, you'll have a family gathering. Don't hide your light amongst your family and friends. Let them see from your life what it is to follow and serve Jesus. Let them see Jesus living in you, in your thoughts, words, and deeds. See, the light of Christ, it's meant to be shown, and, and it will shine. No person, no power can ever conceal this light. As that old Sunday school song reminds us, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel? No. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. For those who, who let their light shine, 
It's only possible because they have responded to the gospel message. I now want to shift your attention to the response to the kingdom. If you look at verse 23, it says, If anyone has ears to hear, let them hear. These words are are very important words of Jesus that can very easily be overlooked. What makes this verse as well so important is that Jesus gives us a command in this verse, and it's in the words, let him hear. You see, when Jesus speaks, his words have power. When he speaks, it brings about faith, which is a response to what is heard. When Jesus says, let him hear, those who are supposed to hear, hear. And Romans 10, 17 says, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the words of Christ. See, our response to the parables is very important. What what we hear does us absolutely no good unless we respond. But how do we possibly respond in the way Jesus wants us to respond? Only the Holy Spirit allows this. See, there are many many who have heard the message of salvation. They've heard the wonderful news that is the gospel. But they are still in darkness because their eyes have been blinded and the Spirit is not in them, allowing them to see and to hear and to respond. And, and why don't people genuinely see? Or why don't they genuinely hear? Well, they've turned a deaf ear. You've probably heard that saying before, to turn a deaf ear. It means to refuse to listen or respond to a statement or request. A good example of this is Pontius Pilate. In John chapter 18, verse 37, 38, This tells us of a telling story of Pilate, a true story. Let me read it to you. It says, Then Pilate said to him, So you are a king. And Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I have come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Pilate said to him, What is truth? You can just imagine Jesus powing down his head after Pilate said these words. What is truth? He says it. And yet the very truth was staring him right in front of his eyes. How could he possibly not see Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life right in front of him? You see, Pilate had ears to hear, but he couldn't hear. I've always wanted to meet Hafthor Bornson. I don't know if you know him. He's uh, Man Mountain from Game of Thrones. And I've always wanted to, to meet this man because he has this record where he can deadlift 500 kilos. It, it's, it's remarkable. And I'd love to just sit down on a table with him face to face and just chat to him about how did you do it? What, what type of training and exercise did you do? And ask him because it would be great to meet a strong man. But can you imagine if after sitting down with Hafthor for ages... I then look at him and say, gee, Hafthor, what a great conversation. I'd love to meet a strong man one day. He'd probably look at me and say, 
with his accent. Duan, I just spoke to you for an hour. I'm right in front of you. Come on. See, I've had ears to hear, but I haven't heard. And, and that's the same with people. We can tell them, we can tell people that in your pain and your weakness, you have someone who has suffered for you and strengthens you. In your burden, you have someone who has who carried it for you and who takes that load off your back. In your stress, in your worries, in your anxieties, you have someone who says, do not stress or worry, for I am with you. I walk beside you each and every day. I feel your every pain. See, we can tell people about the hope that we have in Jesus. And yet we can tell this to them and then the very next minute they'll say to us, if only I had a way where I could, I could relieve my pain and weakness, maybe I should do yoga. If, if only there was some way to rid me of my burden, maybe doing more good to others will help me. If only my worries and stresses of life would just leave me, maybe I should drink herbal tea. And if, if only someone understood every single bit of the pain that I suffer, maybe, maybe I should find a good psychologist. Hello? I just told you about the very person who can do all of that and more. I just told you about Jesus and yet you don't want him. See, people, people look in all the wrong places for all the wrong things. We heard of that this morning. This is, this is the same with listening. We listen to all the wrong things. And Jesus says in verse 24, consider carefully what you hear. See, when our ears listen to the noise and uproars of this world that, that give us false hopes, false dreams, we become clueless when we hear the real truth because we have been accustomed to everything but the truth. In fact, the noise and uproars of this present world, they, they, they deafen us to the truth of Jesus. When you hear false statements like, be the best you, or everyone is a good person, or do good and you'll go to heaven. Or, we're all good people. Live life and enjoy things to the fullest. And even, just keep being you, man. Don't change. You see, this, this softens us to the truth of the gospel. Truth that says, our best us is never good enough before a holy and righteous God. That, that no one is good. Not even one, because all people have turned astray and turned to their sinful desires. That, that no good work can save us, only faith in Jesus. That if we have Christ, we will change every day as we are being made into His image each and every day. See, if we don't pay attention to what we hear, we will be deceived. And we will miss hearing the greatest message that we need to hear. The good news of Jesus. John MacArthur, 
gives four helpful points for people when listening. He says, good listeners, listen obediently, listen appreciatively, listen dependently, and listen confidently. See, when we carefully listen to God's word, we can do all of these things well. Brothers and sisters, faith comes through hearing and we are commanded to listen and respond. And for those who, who listen and respond, there is a reward. A reward. A great reward. And that's the last thing I want to share with you tonight. That is the reward of the kingdom. And Jesus, in verse 24, tells us about the measure we will receive and the more measure we will get. The word measure here means to give out and deal out and apportion something to someone. Like sort of when you go to the market and they apportion nuts to you in a bag and you'll get more if you want more and you'll make use of it. And Jesus is saying that what we receive from hearing, more will be given to us to make use of it. If we have heard the gospel message and accepted and not, not neglected it, we will be blessed with more blessings. God will give us grace upon grace. He will promise to bless us with more. What does, this, what does this look like in real life? Well, it reminds me of a story about a young lady I knew named Jamie. Jamie was at uni studying and Jamie had a difficult life growing up and she didn't believe in Jesus. In fact, her whole family rejected Jesus and Jamie just couldn't understand why God will be involved in her life when it was so messed up and painful and broken. And then at uni, through a friend, Jamie heard that no matter how messed up your life is, no matter how painful, no matter how broken it is, Jesus restores broken lives. So, so what, did, what did Jamie do after hearing this message from a friend at uni? Well, she was on uni holidays. And so for the next two weeks, all she did was read the New Testament and the Gospels over and over and over again for two weeks. That, that's, that's all she did on her couch for two weeks. You see, Jamie heard a little bit about the good news of Jesus. And she wanted more. She wanted so much more. She couldn't get enough of Jesus. She wanted more. And more was given to her. Jamie's life it reminds me of this hymn that I love to sing. And we have the great privilege of singing it tonight. It's called, More About Jesus Would I Know. And the words say, More about Jesus would I know. More of his grace to others show. More of his saving fullness see. More of his love who died for me. More about Jesus, let me learn. More of his holy will discern. Spirit of God, my teacher be. Showing the things of Christ to me. More about Jesus in his word. Holding communion with my Lord. Hearing his voice in every line. Making each faithful saying mine. More, more about Jesus. More, more about Jesus. More of his saving fullness see. More of his love who died for me. 
I hope that, that you too want more of Jesus, more of Him in God's Word, more of Him in prayer, more of Him in each and every part of your lives. If you want more, God will give you more. He has promised us that. But if you're here tonight and you don't want more, please heed this warning. Even what you have, it will be taken away from you. If you hear the truth, if you hear the wonderful treasure that is Jesus and you don't, you don't want anything to do with it, it will be taken away from you. You see, the one who snubs hearing the treasure of Jesus has everything to lose. But the one who risks faith in what once light is hidden now has everything to gain. And when I was younger, I learned piano and guitar at school. And I learned the basics and I was growing in ability while learning. But then I just stopped. I didn't, I didn't pursue the very little music skills that I had. And what happened to me? Well, if you put me in front of that piano or give me that guitar, I will play absolutely nothing, squat all. I can't, I can't play anything really. You see, my earliest skills and abilities, they feel like they've been taken away. Taken away from me because I have done nothing with them. I feel like they've vanished. And Jesus is saying right here in verse 25, if you don't do anything with what you receive, God will take it away from you. So please, I ask you, don't let what you hear be taken away from you. With, with the little you receive, use it, and God will bless you with more. Otherwise, if you don't, it will be taken away from you. For those of you here who have received the wonderful treasure that is Jesus. And if you've heard it, may you want more. And know that God will give you more. Why does, why does God give you more? It's because of His wonderful love for us in His Son. The reward that we have is because of Jesus. He has blessed us with every good gift and He is the wonderful mystery that has been revealed to all of us. We can have more of Jesus because He has given us all of Himself. He has shared with us a reward that, that no one could ever earn. And God has he's pardoned the sinner and He's made him eternal heirs because of Jesus. No matter no matter how messed up our lives are, God rescues us and gives us a reward that none of us will ever deserve. And if you, if you too want this reward, the only way is to listen to the words of Jesus and to believe in Him. Those who hear His words and respond are blessed with more. Let me pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you 
for what you've done for us, Lord, through your Son, Jesus. Lord, I pray that your Spirit may be working in us, that we may hear and that we may respond and that we may want more of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you've promised us that you will give us more. Thank you, Lord, that you've promised us, Lord, that we can now see this mystery revealed clearly to us in your Son, Jesus. Lord, may we want Him in every part of our lives, now and forevermore. In Jesus' name we pray.